is not about having self-interest or not having self-interest. It's just recognizing the one who could have self-interest and who could not have self-interest. Yeah? It's just looking at a simple, just looking or seeing how many problems have you had in your life? And how many yous has there been that had the problems? One. Yes? Seemingly. How many feelings that you have had in your life? Millions. Yeah, but how many of you have felt all those things? One. How many thoughts have gone through your noggin that are totally, haven't even left a trace? I would say millions probably. But how many thoughts, how many thinkers have there been of those thoughts? One. Why would you want to waste time going to all of that, all of the effects of the cause? Instead of, instead of seeing the effects as the cause to your unhappiness, see the, the symbiotic relationship with problems and the one who has the problems. Or like Ramana Maharshi would say, instead of giving up your possessions, just give up the sense of being the possessor. So much quicker. Don't worry about possessions. Should I give them up or not give them up? Just give up the idea of being the possessor of them. Yes? And then you'll be at peace with you if you have them or not. Yes? But the whole idea of being the thinker of them is the bonding agent to the thoughts. So a lot of times people still want to have this message to help them as a you. They want to improve the you by entertaining there isn't one. As a you. That's not the message. The message is just a direct point of questioning, is that assumption of what you are correct or not? If it is, then you better sign up for some therapy, because you're going to need it, because you're going to be screwed, and then unscrewed, then screwed again. You're going to be convinced one day and unconvinced the next day. You're going to feel like you're so authentically sincere, and the next day you'll be seen as a hypocrite. It's just the way this place appears, yeah? Consciousness is all there is, but it appears to be conscious here and unconscious here. Most of us are taking the movement of the ocean as the ocean. The ocean is all there is is spirit, all there is is consciousness, and the movement of that consciousness here is, it can appear to be unconscious, which would be, let's say, a low tide, or it can appear to be a high, conscious, which would be like a high tide. But the fact is, there's no more or less water. All there is is consciousness. But we become identified with the movements, and we place ourselves like a seesaw, we place ourselves as the axis of the seesaw. All there is is the movement, yeah? The movement isn't happening to a you. That's the freedom from the movements. If you want freedom from the movements as a you, that's also part and parcel of the movement. You're bound to the movement. Just like you said, as an experiencer, you want to sort of have good experiences, not the bad experiences. So you have a desire for the good ones, and you have an aversion to the bad ones. Both of them capture you. Yeah? When you desire something this way, that way has a pull on you. Yeah? In other words, you create the polarity by believing you are going there, and then you're drawn back here. And this big movement of back and forth, back and forth, is your sense of being who you are. I move. I really want this, and I don't want that. The whole point is not wanting or not or wanting. It's there's no one who's wanting or not wanting. You're finally let off the hook, and you don't take responsibility for the movements. You take responsibility as the ocean. Yes. The, when you see, it's like if I was sitting here, and 
Here I am, I am doing that. And there's the sun, and I wanted to get a suntan. So I would sit in the sun, and because of my position, the clouds would have the power to affect me. Yeah? My desire is to get a suntan. If the clouds come by the sun, I don't get the tan. Yeah? They block the light, seemingly. So I'm at the effect of those clouds. Now, the same situation, if I wasn't identified as this, and I was identified, not identified, but acknowledging the sun as my nature, then the clouds would have no ability to thwart my entertaining the sun. I would see the clouds, instead of trying to see the sun through the clouds and being blocked, I'd see the clouds as the sun. It's just a shift in position. And the shift is just out of a position. You don't have to shift into a position. You just shift out of the position of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And it's not even a shift. The, the idea of being in that position is an imaginary dilemma that the mind's making up. So it's even quicker than a shift. The shift would be, I'd have to, unsh- I'd have to leave that and shift into this. That's too much time. It's a recognition. I'm not that. Yeah? And so people want this message to be of help to them, and they're going to be thwarted because this message will not be a help to you. Yeah? It will run out very quickly. The message is you're not that you that needs help. Yeah? You get liberated from the need to get liberated. That's what you get liberated from. You do not get liberated. A mental process, the product of a mental process, which is the idea of being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, yes? That, the idea of being this. Now, you may be something, but you are definitely not what you think it is. That's for sure. How you're thinking yourself to be is not what you are. No fucking way. Yeah? I don't know what the hell you are, but you're definitely not what, how you think of it. Because you believe the thinking of it is what you are. That is not it. That's the product of a mental process. So the, pro- the mental process manufactures this idea of being a Paul. Yeah? So out of the verb of, of the activity of a mind in a brain, a noun arises. And that noun is Michelle. And now life is told from the position of Michelle. Yeah? So the consciousness that's coming through becomes identified with the mental process and forgets its nature and assumes it's this nature. And then the consciousness is what's driving you crazy. If you were ignorant of your condition, it could be blissful. But you're not ignorant of your condition because there's light. Yeah? There's an illumination going on. So when the day, when the mental process is busily representing the day to you, and yesterday and 10 years and 20 years, and the future, it does the same thing. It represents the future. The future has not even happened seemingly yet, and it's representing it. It's going over all the possibilities, and you're and you're taking it in. What's what's illuminating that stage of activity is consciousness. It's the light that you are has been hijacked, and now that light that is like a sun that's just spreading its things is be turned into a spotlight by your by your identification as this. So that awareness that's just open and wide goes gets centered in you as what you're not and it's frying you it's frying you you want to go to sleep and the head's just representing the day and representing what could have been if I would have done this or would have that but assuming you had all these options you could have done anything other than what happened yeah 
and you want to go to sleep. So you take a pill or whatever new thing they have, or you drink some warm milk, or you take a shot of whiskey or something, smoke a cigarette, something to get some relief from what? Your consciousness. Not your consciousness. The fact that your consciousness is what's driving you crazy. You'd rather be a chair. You can fold me up and put me away and then pull me out again, but no. You just go over being a chair. What it's like to be a chair. Am I a throne or just a stool or this and that? And on and on. And that person shouldn't be a throne. I should be a throne. And on and on. And it just doesn't stop. And you're attached to it. You can't seem to break away from it, can you? You have no immunity to it. The same light is what frees you. It doesn't free you because it's freedom. There's no freeing you. It's freedom. It can't be noticed as a you, so it can't be freedom as a you. It's freedom. In other words, there has never been an opposite to it. Here, as a you, there's always going to be bondage and freedom. But if you don't, so if you want to go to the freedom, you'll be, you'll make, the mind will, while it's moving towards freedom, it has to make the bondages go moving away from real. Yeah? So you get hooked. Even when you're trying to get out of self, you're actually being in self. If someone says, all right, finally tells you what your problem is, I'm obsessed with self, yes, let's say like that, and now your mind goes, yes, that's my problem, and you spend two years trying, you go to all these workshops, how to get out of self, that's obsession with self. Yeah, you can't escape it. You can't escape the machinations of self as a self. A product of a mental process can't transcend the mental process. You can't think yourself out of it. Yeah? Because the thinking is how you're in it. So when you're thinking about being out of it, that's being in it. When you're moving away from self, seemingly, that's being in self. If if you want to call it that, yeah? It's not, you cannot be in self, but it can appear to be in self. Yeah? Because your day... It's like, simply, you either are dying as a self or to the self, every moment. You're not doing it, but that's what's happening. Here, consciousness is expressing itself in a dualistic manner. So, there's either the dying to the self, which means I'm not listening to these thoughts in the idea that I'm the thinker of them, or they're about me. I am not, I'm hearing the thoughts, but I'm not listening to them. There's a difference. I hear the thoughts like a sound on the highway, but I'm not listening to them. Yeah? When I hear that sound, I don't go think about, is it a Ferrari that made that sound for the next 20 hours? Yeah? It's just a sound. So either I'm dying to that, or I'm dying as that. Either I'm dying to the self, which is the thoughts are going through and feelings are happening, and I have a sense that life is happening. When I'm dying as the self, life is happening to me. It's the same life, but it's how it's being interpreted. So I'm interpreting life as it's happening to me. Yes, That's dying as a self. And you're, you're, you're calling it life, but it's actually death. And what actually represents life is what you're scared shit of, which is the end of self. Now, of course the self is going to be totally, totally flipped about about its end, but we're saying there was never a beginning. That's the solution. You just believed there was. Yeah? That's, that's the freedom. It's not a freedom that I got at Walmart three years ago, and it's you know on the third shelf, and I have it up on my fireplace now. 
It's a freedom that's activated. You, it expresses itself as traveling lighter here to me. That's not it, but it expresses itself as traveling lighter. You travel lighter yeah, as a self because you're not a self. I got so many calls. I got a call today. You know, I think the worst thing any, any, anything could have happened is people hear this message sometimes. I swear to God. They, it's like a, it's the perfect pretzel maker. They can make some incredible pretzels out of this information. I mean, unbelievable. Put the salt on it and the mustard and it's just like, get into it. And I say, fucking, you know. The head in that configuration of self, whatever it comes in contact with, it will take advantage of. It will take advantage of this message. This message is there's no need for a fucking message. This message is there's nothing ever possibly completely wrong with you. It's impossible. You are a fluid, you are like a river that's flowing constantly. Your idea of being that river is so, so off because you're trying to locate and fixate and make a verb a noun. You can't make life a verb a noun. You can't say, oh, I know what's going on here. You have no idea what's going on here. There's Knowing what's going on here is totally being out to lunch. It's just going on here. It's more of a sense than a knowing. You sense that there is a going on here that seems to be incessantly on. Yes? And there's no place where you can stop and become an observer or a narrator or someone that passes judgment on it. It's just going. Yeah? You believing that you're getting out of the water and moving into your little island of self is part of the river. It's like Ramana also said, people sit in the movie theater and they see the world and they've got this realization that the world is unreal. Yes? Very clear. Oh, everyone's unreal, this and that, this and that. But they think they're real. They are assuming a reality as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. They are assuming that they're real as this. And now they're judging others as this not to be real. It's unbelievable. But the truth is, this whole tape is in the bigger circle of unreality. You sitting there thinking you know what's going on is also what's actually not going on. And I found, being in that ever-increasing circle, that after about seven times on the rim thinking I was somewhere and then finding out I wasn't, I realized the principle of it. There's never going to be an authentic self. It's never going to blossom in your head by thought and go, oh, I finally got something. No, there's no getting of this. Yeah? You ever try to get water from the river with your hand? It doesn't stay that long, yes? And do you take that, when you take that water out of the river and you have it in a pail and you bring it home, is that the river? The river is like a movement. It's a sense, yes? The river means something. It's not, we're not even recognizing its nature, which is the water. We're taking it to be the, the movement, but we're conceptualizing it. We're trying to noun it, yeah? That movement is called a river. So we neuter life. Life is happening, but I call it, I know what's going on here. You don't. That's the freedom. The freedom about knowing. Michelle wants to get this so badly, Michelle's never going to get it. That's the good news. 
those people in, who come from recovery, we have been given such a a head start in a way because we have it has been described to us the mechanism, the machinations of the problem, selfing. Unfortunately, it's been called self. Yeah, and. The dilemma of that system, even when it's recognized, it has a fail-safe mechanism because you're identified as it. So now there's self pontificating about what it thinks self is. And now self tries to get out of self by knowing self. That's called self-knowledge. Self-knowledge avails us nothing. So all the knowledge that you've acquired, does it hold water when the shit hits the fan? solution is there's no shit and no fan. Literally. Anything that makes causes the fan to seem real and shit real, you're in a dilemma. Yeah? Because you need something to help you to shut the fan off and remove the shit. But the solution is there's no shit and no fan. Now, that's not a solution you can practice. It's just the solution. Yeah? You can't practice it. It's just an invitation. I'm just handing you an invitation that says... Really, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to have, it's already so, and there you go. And then watch how it tries to make it real to it, which is neutering it, making it a noun, making it a topic, making it something I can entertain or not, based on how I feel that day. So what actually happens is the head constantly keeps playing God. Like it says in recovery, the how and why of the whole recovery program is quit playing God. Yeah? Why not find out what playing God looks like? It looks exactly like the selfing going on in your head. Even with the most cherished idea of knowing God, it makes it an object to you as the subject. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to want to know God today. i got, I got to do some stuff. I'm too busy to know God today. Well, I'm going to get to God on Sunday morning. i got an hour saved for him. What's that but playing God, isn't it? I mean, how can you see it any other way? It's playing God. When it says how you are today, what, what is it, in this present moment, what, how can you ever know how you are right now? It's conjured up from the past, a memory of Michelle. And that memory of Michelle becomes the sense of being this, but it's a memory. You have no way of knowing what's going on because it's going on. The way of knowing it's go the way to know what's going on is to just go on. That's how you know it. You live it. <laughs> you just live it. That's why when you leave the station of yesterday, it's bye-bye. Yeah? I mean, you can pull out the train schedule and tell a story about you were there yesterday and this and that, but it absolutely, it's so much effort to conjure up what's not happening, and why would you want to drag it into what's happening? Why would you constantly want to fill up what's happening with what's not happening? So that the greatest, most, well, not greatest or whatever, just the bare fact of what's happening will be, will be obscured from our vision. Because our vision will be blinded because seeing has turned into a way of looking. And the way of looking is from the past into the future. And while you're wearing those glasses, which are based on the past, projecting a future, you can't see what's happening. Because you believe you're something that's looking. 
but you are actually seeing, seeing, yeah? The consciousness that allows you to hear that sound. The eardrum can hear the sound, but there wouldn't be any consciousness of it unless you were alive. You could be dead, and they could take your ear and put it on someone else, and that person, if they were alive, would hear that sound. But you can hear it if the consciousness has left your body, even though the body is perfectly workable. There is no way you're going to hear the sound, because you need consciousness to know it. There's got to be an awakeness to know that you're alive. So every time you hear, feel, taste, touch, and smell, there's only one thing. You call it you, I'm saying it's consciousness. It's not you. You is the mental process's idea of what's happening. But what's happening is already going on, and the mind's reaction is, I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's hearing, I'm the one who's feeling, and especially I'm the one that's thinking. And of course you know, if I see someone's James' thoughts in my head and underneath the thoughts as they were going through it said, these are James, I could care less. You know, they'd have no impact on me. But the same thoughts, if underneath it, it's like I'm the thinker of them or about me, they have a huge impact. Why is that? You think it's the thoughts that are driving you crazy. They're not the thoughts that are driving you crazy. It's the mind. It's your act of being identified as the thinker of them or that they're about you. If you take yourself to be real, then the thoughts about you will seem real. Yeah? If you take yourself as this to be real, then the thoughts are going to seem real to you when they're about this. Only when this is seen not to be you, you start having a great immunity to the thoughts that are about this is you. Why? Because it's not about you. There's no practice necessary. You'll lose interest in those thoughts when you realize they're not about you. And... Conversely, you will not lose interest in them if you believe this is you. Because all the thoughts are about this is you. Yeah? All you're worrying about the future. How do you, what are you picturing yourself as in the future? A body, yes? When you think of yourself in the future, how do you think of yourself? As a spirit? You think of yourself as a body. The same thing, when you think about the past, obviously you're not thinking about the past, but the thoughts about the past come up, how are you held by those thoughts as a body? Yeah. So, if you believe you're a body, then those thoughts are going to have a huge amount of interest in, to you. Yeah. If you realize you're not a body, the same thoughts won't have much interest for you. That, to me, is the act of traveling lighter. Moment to moment to moment. I'm not saying traveling lighter when you're on a vacation. I'm talking about oh, every day, moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. The dying to the self instead of dying as the self. Yeah. Every moment. Because the point is, is, if consciousness is all there is, don't be fooled about the movement of being conscious and unconscious. Just know that you're always consciousness. Yes? All of that... If that becomes so to you, because it is so, if you entertain it, you'll have immunity to thinking you're the one that's unconscious and you're the one that's conscious. Now, when you think of yourself as being conscious, do you have a minor role in that or a major role in that? When you, look, when you think about becoming conscious compared to when you're unconscious, don't you have a lot to do with it? It seems like. I did a lot of stuff, I had a lot of stuff, I went to a lot of retreats, I did this, I did this. So there's a lot of doing, seemingly, for you to become conscious. 
And also, there's a lot of doing or omitting things you think you should have done for you to be unconscious. Yeah? So when you find yourself unconscious, there's a story about it, isn't there? And when you find yourself suddenly conscious, there's also a story about it. And you're usually the star of that story, somehow or another. Yeah? But if there's all there is is consciousness, you have absolutely nothing to do with it. That's the good news. You, I swear, when the consciousness is just seen as so, you have absolutely nothing to do with it. You cannot make it more conscious, nor can you make it less conscious. Because all there is is consciousness. In other words, the whole take on your life is taken out of your little mental grubby hands. And there's just a recognition of something that's so freaking obvious that gives you freedom from that bondage to self. Not from self, because there's no need to be free from self. Because you were never bound to it. Freedom from the bondage to self, because the bondage is on your side. You believe the idea of a self is you. Your mind does. And you're attached to it. And you're hoping it's going to bring about a specialness in your life that will be better than anything universal love could ever give you. And you're holding out, aren't you? Jesus Christ. got to drop that rock. <laughs> Literally. If you're holding out to be special, I'm telling you. <laughs> that used to really drive me crazy the most when I was young with girlfriends, is when, the, when I ran into the point of being irrelevant to them. When I couldn't get under their skin anymore, I couldn't fuck with them anymore, it would flip me out. They were totally, I had no meaning to them. It's the, it's the bane of all selfing, to be irrelevant. Yeah? It writes up your whole day story about it as God. It does. Because you have the power as self to stop you from knowing God. Which one is the bigger God? God or the self? The idea of being you, you actually believe it's up to you to know God, don't you? Or not know God. Don't you? Obviously. You believe that you need to do something to know God, and because you haven't been doing those things, you don't know God. Which is the bigger God there? If God is a fact, it can override all of your little machinations. Why is it that it doesn't seemingly to you? Because that used playing God. It's made a special somewhere, like a gated community in everywhere, and it's dismissed itself from everywhere, and now it entertains a special somewhere called a god of its own making, but it's the god in that special somewhere. This is about just dropping out of that hole. Isn't it so tiring? Aren't you exhausted trying to be special all day? There's always an ever-present invitation to a true vacation. Vacation from the bondage of self. Not from self. There's no need for a vacation from self. From the bondage of self. The mental process is always going to make up the sense of being a self. That's what it does, yeah? It has absolutely nothing to do with you. You're the consciousness that's witnessing that. Yeah? Why would you want to give up that sense of freedom, which is that consciousness, and crawl into that uniform, the self, the mental process is presenting it to you every day, which is going to change constantly. You can never have an established peace as a self. 
because it's based on duality. Peace only appears to be peace after chaos.